Hi, everyone. Welcome to the third episode of the First Down Fantasy Podcast. I'm Merkin Patel, joined by my pal, Lucas Quick. I'm a Niners fan. Lucas is an Eagles fan, for those of you who don't know. And yeah, we're both disappointed about last weekend. We don't talk about it, especially the Eagles. It's really disappointing. <laughs> so our fantasy teams both did okay last week. I scored about 160 points, a little bit less than that, because my team had Herbert, Keenan Allen, Saquon, Najee Harris, a lot of other good players. I had Kelsey, too. How about you, Lucas? That's pretty okay. You know, only getting like a league-high 160 points. Um, Both my teams are drowning right now in bad spots because I traded Lee James Robinson for T. Higgins last week. Um, Higgins was out. I actually had a chance to beat um some, my opponent in my cash price league, and he had uh, Tyreek Hill and Kyler Murray, and they both underperformed by a mile, but... I had Tyson Williams starting, and I think we all know what happened to Tyson Williams. It was just a non-factor against the Lions. And I had Devontae Smith. He needed to score me, like, at least 11 or 12 points to win, and he got me five points. So I'm, I'm 0-3 in both leagues. I started Ronald Moore, too, and um, we all know what happened. He had two points. So a very disappointing week for me in general. Yeah, one of my opponents also started Randall Moore as a flex. That didn't work out well. Not at all. <laughs> Yeah, so I use Sleeper as a platform, so we can talk about that. So at first, I used NFL Fantasy, the regular NFL app, but my friends forced me to switch to Sleeper because they said it was new, fresh, and it has a lot of other cool features. Now I'm sort of addicted to the app because it is much better than the NFL Fantasy for software-wise and on your phone much uh, faster. Um, Also, there's a lot of cool animations that make it very interesting. I've actually never like use sleeper as a fantasy app i use yahoo fantasy just because my dad works for yahoo specifically but yahoo fantasy is such a smooth app and it's just it works out so well it's not glitchy it's perfect on your phone you get to see the rankings right off the app you don't have to like research online to find rankings it's just right in your in front of your face and now they have a new thing where it'll show you who to start and who to sit and it compares your stats which is really cool but i know that we're not supposed to show bias but NFL Fantasy is the most overrated fantasy app ever. I've used it last year, and it's just, it's slow. It feels, like, disorganized. It feels very sloppy. But compared to, like, Yahoo Fantasy and Sleeper, I feel like they're both, like, the most organized apps when it comes to fantasy football. So, but there is one good thing about the NFL regular fantasy app. It's that the videos that you can see when you click on your players of their highlights and the game highlights and also watching live games when you're on your fantasy team those three things are very very cool because when i've started using sleeper i no longer get those highlight reels that i would get by clicking on my player like for example brandon cooks last week i would normally click on the player and then watch all of his catches from the previous game but on sleeper i can't do that So I still have to go onto the NFL Fantasy app or search it up on YouTube if I want to see the highlight reels. That's what I like about Yahoo Fantasy, too, is that every Wednesday, like this morning, I love waking up on Wednesday morning. I do my waiver wire, but most of the time there's these things called fearless forecasts, and they show like maybe four or five Yahoo analysts, and they say what they think will happen for their week outcome. It's usually not fairly accurate like i started tyson williams because everyone was high on them yahoo said he would finish as a top five running back they project projected him 120 total yards and a touchdown and he had 20 yards but i just like the idea of it just so i think where they think they'll be at and they say how their opponent is if they're gonna be tough against them or if they're gonna be an easy opponent against them yeah so you can follow us on instagram at underscore rick underscore in 
and at lucas.quick with two Ks. We recently put out a Q&A for any questions managers may have about trades up for this week and this upcoming week. So some of those questions were one, um, Tyler Lockett and Saquon Barkley or Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor. What do you think? This is very, honestly, just because of how amazing Cooper Cup's been this season, like he's the number one scoring wide receiver in fantasy purposes. I think that's the only reason why I'll take Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor. Um, Saquon Barkley, he had one good week. I don't know how much there is to prove. He plays against the Saints this week. They're kind of like a mid-tier defense on the run. But Tyler Lockett, he's so inconsistent. I don't know how reliable I can be on him this week. Yeah, so I would fade Tyler Lockett. For Jonathan Taylor, I would start him this week. But for the Absolutely. rest of the season, he's also probably going to fade. Cooper Cup, very, very good wide receiver. I would keep that side of the trade simply because of Cup. And then Saquon Barkley um, may be getting a larger workload, but we don't know yeah. enough yet. To it's going to take some time. Yeah. So the second trade, Matthew Stafford or Tom Brady? This is – okay, whoever has both Stafford and Tom Brady in the same team, that's impressive. And that's – honestly, it's really either way. I think you'll get a good outcome. I'll have one over the other. I mean, the only reason maybe I would say Tom Brady over Stafford is because Brady's playing in Foxborough against his former team. And the Patriots overall haven't really seemed that impressive on offense or defense. So I could totally see Brady like lighting it up next week. I would actually dispute that. I'd say that Belichick knows how to stop Brady because he's worked with him for so many years. So I would like be stay away from Brady and instead go with Stafford. Yeah, I think I think either way you have a positive outcome. But Stafford, I mean, Stafford's on the urge of being an MVP contention this year. He's been amazing. I think either way, they'll both throw three touchdown passes, in my opinion. I think either way, you'll have a positive outcome. So the third trade, um, DeAndre Swift, or trade or start, because the last one was also start. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Swift and Tyler Lockett, or Devontae Adams and Austin Eckler? Why is this even a question? This shouldn't be a question. Uh, obviously, Devontae Adams and Austin Eckler. I mean, if you have Eckler in full PPR as well, he's going to definitely come out as a top 10, even top 5 running back. He's been phenomenal ever since week one, but that was because he was injured. Devontae Adams, it looks like he had a concussion last week, but he still played through it. But either way, he's phenomenal. DeAndre Swift's been great. Tyler Lockett was good until last week, but Devontae Adams and Austin Eckler are the clear starters here. Yeah, Devontae Adams will always have that upside with Rodgers. Austin Eckler, sole running back in the Chargers' backfield. He can do a lot of damage. DeAndre Swift, one problem is he has to share a backfield with Jamal Williams, so that would be a problem for his touches. And Tyler Lockett always fades around this time of the season after getting a lot of points in the first few weeks. Yeah. Uh, so the next one was Mike Williams or Allen Robinson. This is in full PPR. This is actually a really tough one. Um, Mike Williams has been ridiculous this year. He's really broken out from where we thought we, he would be a few years back. He's at that spot right now. And that's, I would say, Mike Williams over Allen Robinson. I mean, we saw what happened to the Bears last week. They just got absolutely crumbled against the Browns defense. Justin Fields, he has a lack of experience. So I don't know how well his connection would be with Allen Robinson. But the Chargers right now are just on an absolute roll. I don't know how good the Raiders defense is. They're certainly not good at all. I think Mike Williams can pop off. He's had he's scored at least one touchdown every game so far this week. So I would go with Mike Williams. Yeah, I would stick with Mike Williams just because of Herbert doing really, really well for the first few weeks. Allen Robinson not doing so well. And it's really unexpected because many people drafted Robinson high, thinking that his connection with Fields would be really good. Yeah. But it turned out that was that wasn't the case. 
All right, our next question was, is Aaron Jones consistently going to be good even with Aaron Rodgers being awful? I think you're being a little too harsh on Aaron Rodgers right here. I understand that he had a horrendous performance week one, and I think everyone can say that for, for the least. But the Packers have really bounced back, and they're back to the position we think they're going to be. So I think Aaron Jones is going to be completely fine. He had four touchdowns against the Lions. I know they're the Lions, but it's a good thing to think about for Aaron Jones. And all those catch, I mean, they're all touchdown catches, right? So I think I think that there should be nothing to stress about. So I've owned Aaron Jones for many, many years in my fantasy leagues, for many different fantasy leagues. Um, I think he can never be consistent, and that's because of Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers sometimes passes to him for uh, receiving touchdowns. Sometimes the Packers go for the passing game instead of the running game, and Devontae Adams takes all the catches, whereas sometimes they just decide to stick to the running game and just feed the ball to Aaron Jones, and it's very, very unpredictable. The Packers' offense, you can never know what they'll do for each game. So I think you should stick with Aaron Jones and start him each week, but have a backup plan. Like if he yeah. doesn't do well, then make sure that your team can still win by having other starters that have upside matches and really like bad defenses that they can perform against. And the last question was, was it too early to trade with James Robinson? And this is a question clearly pointing straight at me because I traded away James Robinson last week. And of course he blows out with 23 fantasy points. I, this whole Jaguars team is still, I don't know how to feel about them. It's very uncertain where they're going to be. Like, did Urban Meyer finally realize that James Robinson's supposed to get like 20 carries a game? Because he certainly got a huge workload, mm -hmm. like he did the first two weeks. Um, I think it was a little too early to trade with James Robinson, and I'm very bitter right now. Because literally news just like right as we started this podcast, T. Higgins is out Thursday yep, night with I just a shoulder injury. Too. So I'm not very happy about that because I traded away James Robson for T. Higgins. So I think it was a little too early. I think that I should not give up on James Robson. Yep. Any the, of the, the the news literally just came in a minute ago. So for the Thursday night football matchup between the Jaguars and Bengals. So I have the Bengals winning for two reasons. Um, Burrow came back from injury looking better than ever, and he connected with his former college teammate, Jamar Chase, as well as T. Higgins and other receivers like Tyler Boyd. T. Higgins is out, so just be it would just be Tyler Boyd and a couple other receivers. The Jaguars normally struggle to get after the quarterback, so even like without a stable offensive line, or the Bengals should like win comfortably with efficiency in both the passing game and a solid run game by Joe Mixon who would probably see more touches than he's been getting against the poorest Jaguars run defense. And I would start both Jamar Chase in this upside um, matchup and um, Tyler Boyd because he's spelling in for T. Higgins. I actually think that Jamar Chase can finish as a top 10 receiver this week. I mean, he he's not getting double-digit targets just yet, I think, but he's been unbelievable. And I think this is a perfect matchup for him to just show what he is supposed to do in the league um, I'm, I'm going with the Bengals here. I think there's still a lot of uncertainty with the Jaguars and Urban Meyer. And the Bengals have really looked pretty sharp off the bat. They beat the Steelers. They didn't just beat the Steelers. They seem to control the offense pretty well. And I think they could do the exact same thing against the Jaguars. I guess I could see it being some kind of a high-scoring game. I could see Trevor Lawrence throwing a, a couple touchdown passes. But overall, I think the Bengals are a much better team. I'll definitely start Joe Mixon. I think that Jamar Chase is a must-star, and I think he'll definitely blow out this year, this week. I think he'll get over 100 yards and a touchdown. 
Okay, so Sunday matchups. So the NFC West division matchups include the Rams versus Cardinals and Niners versus Seahawks. These, the thing I'm most excited about this week are these two matchups. I mean, the Rams and Cardinals are both undefeated right now. It depends on who's going to be the better team. I mean, I think the Rams are going to win. I think they're hold control of this game pretty well. I don't know how strong the Cardinals defense is going to be against the Rams offense, which has been on fire. And Niners and Seahawks, which I'm a little more interested in than the other game, because the Seahawks are one and two right now. But I think people should not be worrying about them just yet. I think the Vi- the Vikings look pretty good, even though they are one and two. I think the Vikings can make a push throughout the season. Niners their defense has been pretty good, even though at the in the fourth quarter overall Aaron Rodgers like torch them and their offense hasn't there's still a lot of uncertainty on their offense too so i think this is a really i think this matchup is more important than the rams and cardinals matchup because if the niners win they're in a better spot and the seahawks are going to be stressing out being one and three but the seahawks win at the same time the niners like okay we have some competition with seattle at the moment but for fantasy wise um i would start dk Metcalf over tyler lockett i think he will have more fantasy points um, Tyler Lockett is a boomer bust on the touchdown side of things. Um, I would definitely start, um, obviously, Matthew Stafford, definitely Cooper Cup without a question. Um, Kyler Murray, I don't know if you should sit, bench him, but he's certainly not going to get like those 30 points a game that he was off the bat. I can see Aaron Donald taking a good control of the Cardinals O-line, and I have the Rams winning that game. So I agree. I think the Niners and Seahawks game is more important because of its division rivalry. Um, I also think that the Niners will win just because, one, I'm a Niners fan. And two, like, I think the Seahawks, they're, like, slowing down like they normally do. I think that the, once, like, Kyle Shanahan gets his act together, he's a really good coach. But once he, like, realizes that he should at least let, like, Lance get a few snaps and um, focus more on the run game, I'm not sure, like, which Niners running backs are still injured or coming back, but... Yeah, if, if they can get their run game going against the Seahawks, I think the Niners have a really good chance of beating them finally because normally yeah. they lose in these matchups Absolutely. in the regular season. And fantasy-wise, I agree that you should start DK Metcalf because last season against the Niners, DK Metcalf torched a lot of uh, Niners defenders, and I remember that very sourly. But <laughs> if, he got, if he does it again, you'd want him to be in your starting, starting lineup. Um, for the Rams versus Cardinals game, I think both offenses are very, very strong, so... I think in the end it comes down to defense and obviously the Rams defense is pretty solid. So I think if they have any chance of like containing Kyler Murray, then I would go for the Rams to be as the favorites to win this game. Absolutely. And now, even though this matchup isn't very even, I've been looking forward for this matchup ever since the schedule came out. And it's Sunday Night Football and you got Tom Brady returning back to Foxborough in his old stadium against his former coach, Bill Belichick, and the New England Patriots. Now, for, on the Patriots aspect, for fantasy-wise, I'm not really interested in starting many players. I think the only two that would make the cut would be uh, Damian Harris or Jacoby Myers, who drew, I think, double-digit targets last week. But I think that you should definitely start Chris Godwin this week. Godwin's been very consistent this throughout the season. I think he can have another consistent 14-point game. I would certainly start Brady. Um, I think it's pretty obvious to just take a step back from the uh, Buccaneers running offense. So I would definitely bench Leonard Fournette. And I think you should drop Ronald Jones by this time. If you still have him on your team, what are you doing? You I dropped him, him like two hours ago, but I waited way too long. Yeah, it was. I was unexpected. I thought they would 
share carries, but the Buccaneers just seem like a very pass-heavy offense right now as well. Um, I don't know. This might be a little bit of a bold statement, but I think I would stay away from Rob Gronkowski this year. I, I mean, not this year, this week. I think he's a – I don't know how reliable he is just yet. He needs to score touchdowns in order for him to get his fantasy level that he's been getting to start off the season. So I would, because if you don't have a better option than Rob Gronkowski, I would stick with him. But if you do have a better option, I know some people who do, yeah. like, for example, uh, TJ Hawkinson, then I would start Hawkinson this week, but stick with uh, Gronkowski for future weeks when it's less uncertain. Fantasy-wise, I would start Jacoby Myers. I would also start, I would actually stay away from Damian Harris because the Patriots' backfield is always um, unpredictable. And then it's going up against the Buccaneers' defensive line, which... I think is still okay and was really good last season. Um, for Brady, I, I actually have the Buccaneers winning this game because I think Brady has more beef towards Belichick than Belichick yeah. does Brady, but that doesn't matter when it comes to the actual game. I think that Brady, like, he really, really wants to win this game to prove to his former team that he's good and that they didn't need to trade him away, which is, I think, part of the reason why he's still sticking with the league and he hasn't retired and is going to keep playing for as many yeah. seasons as he can. I mean, what else can we say? Brady's immortal. I don't know when he's going to stop playing. And now heading to Monday Night Football, I'm actually very excited about this game. It's the Las Vegas Raiders heading to Los Angeles against the Chargers. Um, the Raiders obviously are 3-0. Not a lot of people expected that at all. And the Chargers pulled out the major upset against the Chiefs last week. I don't think anyone expected that coming. I did. Oh, you, you, you yeah, called I did. it? Really? Yeah, I called it because I knew that Herbert and Keenan Allen have done so well against the Chiefs in the past. So I knew that there was a solid chance that they could win that game. I expected it to be close, but I didn't expect the Chargers. Just even their defense, they forced a lot of turnovers in that first quarter separately. But either way, I, I mean, in my opinion, I think the Chargers are going to not dominate the Raiders. But I could totally see them taking better control of this game because I don't know how to feel about the Raiders just yet. I like Derek Carr. He's leading the NFL in passing yards right now. Are the Raiders that reliable just yet? I mean, even for fantasy-wise, like, even though Payne Barber had an amazing week last week, I would definitely stay away from him. I think he's a trap to start for this week. Unless unless you're struggling to start anyone in your flex position, maybe he's an emergency start. Um, For the Chargers, I think it's the same old routine. You start Justin Herbert. You start Keenan Allen. Those guys are definitely going to produce yeah, more than you, enough. You start Mike Williams. Too. Mike Williams is a must and start. And Austin Eckler. And Austin Eckler. I think that, I mean, I... Jared Cook, I don't know how to feel about him. If you don't have any other better tight end, I may slide him him slide him in for another week. But he had two catches last week, and he was a disappointment for my team too. I would I would pick up other players. There's probably a tight end on your waiver wire that's better. Yeah. Um, fantasy wise, I agree. Um, I would stay away from the Raiders running back because it's a tandem between um, Kenyon Drake and Peyton Barber. I don't think. We can really predict who's going to get more touches, and it's just yeah, it's just going to hurt your team if you start either one. Um, I would just focus on the Chargers fantasy-wise, but I also have the Chargers winning the game because of their major upset, which yeah. I did predict against the Chiefs That's last impressive. week. That's really impressive. And last but not least, um, I'm actually very interested in this game. I think it's it's the Panthers against the Cowboys, and I really think is which team is going to be more legitimate because. The Cowboys, I feel like people are sleeping on the Cowboys right now. And even though as an Eagles fan coming from this, the Cowboys put up a hell of a fight against the Buccaneers and they beat the Chargers and they just absolutely manhandled my Eagles. 
But the Panthers' defense looks pretty strong. Sam Donald has living up to his expectations where he first went into the league where people thought he would be. So it's very interesting. The Panthers are obviously 3-0. Honestly, I think that the Cowboys will win this game, but it's been really, really close. But I, I'm not leaning on it too much because I could totally see that Panthers defense like bursting out of the water and stopping the Cowboys offense. But for fantasy wise, um, CD Lamb's been pretty consistent straight in. Uh, so I think you should definitely start CD Lamb. Um, even though Mark Cooper had an off week against the Eagles, I mean, I don't even think the Cowboys needed to incorporate Cooper into that offense. So I'll definitely start Amari Cooper. Um, for the Panthers, I really think that you should start um, DJ Moore. And even though on waiver wire, everyone's picking up Chubba Hubbard. I don't know how comfortable I feel with Chubba Hubbard. I would and... stay away from him. I don't think he's like Mike, Mike Davis from last season. I think in yeah. PPR, he's going to struggle, especially against that really good Cowboys defense. So I just, I know, I told everyone, I just dropped, um, yeah, I dropped somebody for the Cowboys defense, dropped Ronald Jones um, in one of my leagues, and I picked up the Cowboys defense because I think they could do really well against the um, Panthers, who are going to be without Christian McCaffrey this week. I, I don't think they'll have a run game. I think that they'll try to feed DJ Moore the ball, but I think the uh, Cowboys defense will do well against the passing game as well. I just think it's going to be the Cowboys dominating playing time and the Cowboys just winning the game by a healthy, uh, comfortable margin. Isn't it crazy that we're seeing the Cowboys actually have a good defense for, like, I don't even remember. It's been a long time. Um, but Chubber Hubbard is projected 15 points and not even full point PPR, but in half point PPR fantasy and Yahoo fantasy. Um, I don't know how reliable he's going to be. We saw what happened with Mike Boone a few years ago, if you remember. It was like week yeah. 16. Everyone was picking him up from the waiver wire, starting their championship matchups, and just fell rock bottom. And I could totally see Chubba Hubbard doing the exact same thing because we haven't really seen much experience from Hubbard as a running back one, as you said, I don't think he's going to be that Mike Davis role. So he's going to be very touchdown dependent. Maybe you could f- put him in in your flex, or if you're really skim on your running back game, I would start him maybe in your running back too. But I would I would prefer to stay away from Chubba Hubbard this week. Yeah, so waiver wire. So Zach Moss, pick him up or don't? I mean, the, the Bills backfield in general is a very um, – it's very hard to predict, but after Zach Moss being a healthy scratch for week one, he's really bounced back and he's shown that he could be that better starting running back. I mean, if you're a Devin Singletary owner, I, I don't even think this is a question. You should pick up Zach Moss to handcuff him. I think Zach Moss can actually fight to be the running back one for um, the Bills. And I'd also pick up uh, Emmanuel Sanders. I don't think he's going to produce 25 points a game, obviously. But he certainly seemed that he got a heavier carry. It's a little bit of a risk, though, just because that the Bills just torched Washington in every way possible in their passing offense. I don't know if they'll be able to do that again. Actually, they're playing against the Texans. What am I talking about? I totally see it happening again. But I think you should pick up Emmanuel Sanders for for just a week. Hold him on because we're playing against the Texans defense, who's been very scratchy. I normally don't like picking up wide receivers who are like either wide receiver twos or threes because. In fantasy, I think there's enough wide receivers that your full starting lineup should be wide receiver ones on the NFL. Yeah. So at the point that you're like starting um, players like Emmanuel Sanders or considering on bye weeks, that's fine. Yeah. But like you shouldn't be starting him on a weekly basis. I think he'll be just like a good bench player for this week. Maybe if you want to take a risk and if your wide receiver core is just very weak in your fantasy team, 
maybe you should start him because, again, the Texas defense doesn't look that good. And even there's a lot of Bills players up in the waiver wire and heading into Cole Beasley, who did amazing last week too. He he got drawn over double-digit targets. I think he's definitely another player to look at because last year he was pretty consistent. Like he was averaging 10 points a game in 16 games. I don't think he'll go up to that specific section this year, but he's definitely been pretty reliable for the Bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for Zach Moss, uh, he scored like two touchdowns week uh, two, two rushing touchdowns, and then uh, one receiving touchdown week three. I think he can keep this trend up because I think the Bills' backfield is open. As you said, Devlin Singletary is a veteran. He's really old. No offense to him. And I think Zach Moss, who's um, – I don't know how long he's been in the league. I, I still feel like he's a rookie, but that's because I'm also old. But, <laughs> but yeah, he has a chance. Yep. Well, that's it for our third episode of First Sound Fantasy Podcast. Yet again, if you want to follow us on our socials, it's at underscore Rick underscore in and also at Lucas.Quick with two Ks. We'll definitely post another Q&A sometime next week. We hope you guys, we wish you the best of luck for your fantasy team. Enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy your Thursday night with the Bengals and Jaguars on TV. And yeah, signing off here. Also, fire Nick Suriani. Thank you.